that is gossip because what do we not want to do here? We don't want to gossip. We even have our own little name for it. Come on, we call it pancaking. And if you ask me how that got started, I really can't tell you. I really cannot. But if you say, if, if somebody in Community Church North Webster says, man, I smell some pancakes, that means somebody is getting out of their own lane and they need to stay in their own lane. And so that's what that's all about. So if you want to turn to Proverbs 16 with me, we're going to jump all around the book of Proverbs this morning, if that's okay with you guys. We're just going to talk uh, kind of candidly, kind of briefly about gossip. And um, thank you, First Lady, for backing me up. Uh, so what, let, let's just real quick, let's, let's kind of define gossip this morning. Um, what, is, what exactly is gossip? Is that just somebody talking. I think that you can share information without gossiping. You know, if you, if you had to call the cops on somebody and say, hey, this person is in my yard and they're setting my trees on fire, you know, you're not gossiping, you're calling the police, okay? If, if you came to me and you say, hey, pastor, um, we need to pray for, uh, for John, he's really bad sick. That's, I, I'm not gonna say that's gossip. Now, however, Let's, let's, let's hold on just a minute. Sometimes uh, a prayer request is a really, uh, is a way that somebody uh, will use uh, to gossip. And they'll come and they'll say, we need to pray. We need to pray for that person. Because, you know, there's a new lady started at his job and they've been working late a lot. And, you know, by working late, I, you know, I hope they've been working, not working. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, we just need to pray because pray for their marriages, both of them. You know, we just need to pray right now. That's what we need to do. And so sometimes uh, that, you know, somebody will use a prayer request as a way to gossip. And let me just tell you this. I'm going to say this for Pastor Monica because she's in here this morning. Can we, hey, can we celebrate Pastor Monica this morning? Come on, our children's pastor. She gets to have, you know, people freak out when we say, hey, we're not going to do children's church this morning. People go, <laughs> Calm down. It's all right, man. When Jesus fed the 5,000, they literally took the kids' lunch, okay, and fed them. So they didn't have children's church that day, but they did have snacks. Y'all, write, somebody write that down. We got to start having snacks at community church. Anyway, so it's okay, all right, but people freak out, but Pastor Monica gets to have, she gets to have a day off. She gets to have a day to sit in church. Come on. And so, but here, let me tell you something. When you're in children's ministry, Brittany and I were in children's ministry for like eight years Pastor Monica's been in children's ministry for years. Um, if you've been in children's ministry for longer than one day, then you know that nothing is secret when it's time for prayer requests in children's church. Come on, all the family drama. Sometimes children's pastors, they got to carry some heavy information, okay? Like, woo. Sometimes, anyway, I kind of got off on what I was saying, but sometimes uh, we just sneak gossip in, okay? We'll just sneak a little bit of gossip in. And let me tell you, that is a dangerous thing to be doing. And people will come to me and they'll say, Pastor, we just need to be praying for, for this person because they're going through a lot of stuff. And it's okay when we, when we share someone's situation, that, hey, we need to pray for them because, you know, their, their, their family's sick or, you know, somebody's going through something. Let's pray. And so here's what I challenge everyone that comes to community church to do because, and this is exactly why, uh, why we issue this challenge, because people try to gossip in prayer requests. 
And so when someone comes to you and they say, hey, we just really need to pray for that family right now because whatever reason, this is what you say. Okay, let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Do not let that person walk away without you praying for them. And there's two things that will happen. If that person is, is really sincerely seeking prayer, it's going to impact them right then because you're going you're gonna to stand with them in the middle of Walmart, come on, in faith, and you're going to believe together. And that's going to impact them, and it's going to grow their faith, and it's going to grow your faith. Number two is if that person is trying to gossip, it's going to freak them out. <laughs> and it's hilarious. You know, I love it. Uh, I love it when someone wants to gossip about somebody else through a prayer request, I'll say, let's pray. I'll grab their little hand. I'll say, let's pray. You lead. (laughs) Yes. And I'll be like, pray in the spirit, you know, come on. And so uh, that happens. But gossip is a dangerous thing. And one of the reasons that gossip is so dangerous is because gummy bears. That's not why. Can I get... Since the kids are out here, I thought, hey, you know what? Let's reward the kids. So, uh, Landon, can you come here, dude? Come here. Come on. Aubrey, you want to come up here? Both Landons. We got two Landons in the house. Come on. Yeah, you too. You're a big kid. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, man, you want a gummy bear? Come on. Can I give the kids gummy bears? Is that all right? Here. Get a gummy bear, bro. Get you one. Get one. Get one. You want one? You can come. Come on. You're ordained minister. You can have a gummy bear. Come on. Come on, anybody, anybody else want a gummy bear? You want a gummy bear? I know you want a gummy bear. Come on, wait, where are you going? Come back, come back, come on. You want one more? You want one more? Hey, come on, you want one more gummy bear? You want one more? You want, you want another one? You want another one? Come on, you can, you can get another one. You want one more? Come on, come on. Hey, wait, 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 you want one more? Come on, you want, I'll bring you one. Come on, here, get you one more. Get you one more. Mm, so good. So good. Anybody else want a gummy bear? Come on. Hey, it's not every day pastor starts giving out gummy bears. You want one more? Get you one more. Hey, you can have a whole bag. There you go. There you go. Here's what happens when we start gossiping. They're like little sugary morsels, and you can't just have one. And it's so easy. Y'all done got me off the platform this morning. Come on, somebody. Listen, it's so easy when you're gossiping, to just grab one more bite. Come on. Come on. You hear what I'm saying this morning? When you start gossiping, just one more. Just one more. Get you, get you one more. Get you one more. Get you one more. I'm going to wash them hands. I know you're going to go back. Listen, it's so easy. And somebody's sitting there with that bag of yummy, sugary treats. It's so easy to just grab you one more. My wife, uh, when we were on vacation, she made these cinnamon rolls. And I don't know what kind of Holy Ghost recipe she used, but I got saved on them things, y'all. Like, it was crazy. And I go in there, and I'm looking around, because there's only two cans of cinnamon rolls. I was like, hmm, how many of these can I eat before I, you know, because there's a bunch of us on this. There was like 10 of us on this trip. And so I ate my allotted ration of cinnamon rolls, and I, I just happened to accidentally walk back through the kitchen, and I noticed there was one left. I was like, <laughs> and I said, who didn't eat their cinnamon roll? And y'all, I heard the beautiful, beautiful truth, Wendy. She said, it was one of your kids. I was like, really? One of my kids left theirs? Okay, well, they won't mind if I just, if I just have it then. Listen, Sometimes that is how hungry we get for gossip. Can I say that this morning? We get to be 
gluttonous. Come on, gossip gluttons. You just take one more piece, one more piece, one more piece, one more piece, and it's so easy. And here's the thing about gossip. People really believe that it's a harmless thing to do. It is harmless to gossip about somebody. You know, I got convicted because I was talking ugly about a celebrity. And the Holy Spirit convicted me, and they said, you know what, that's a person. Holy Spirit said, that is a person. And I thought, wow, I feel kind of bad about that. Because, yeah, they're a public figure, and their views disagree with mine, but I was just talking ugly about them. Gossiping about, you know, what you ever heard of a magazine that was celebrity gossip? Come on, people eat that stuff up. And it's harmful. And it harms quite a few people every time you gossip. And so this morning, if you want to keep notes with me, um, this is where you can write down. Uh, the, we're going to talk about the people that gossip hurts. Proverbs, <clears throat> Proverbs 18 says, uh, and I skipped over this because I got excited about those gummy bears. <laughs> Proverbs says, rumors are dainty morsels that seek deep into one's heart. Come on. Gossip is ridiculous. Let me just, let me kind of go. I'm going to preach, preach today. I'm going to get up on my soapbox. I cannot stand gossip. And I don't, we don't foster gossip in this house. That's one of the very first things when I became pastor here that we began to, we began to speak that. We don't gossip here. We don't gossip here. We don't gossip here. We don't gossip here. Because it, it, gossip becomes a nasty virus that gets all up in it, affects and infects every aspect of ministries it'll affect every aspect of your household some people they have a marriage that's on that's on that's having a lot of issues and what's happening is spouses are gossiping about each other to other people come on can I go there y'all got real quiet okay (laughs) sometimes and it, it's so, to me, it, it hurts me to hear that, to hear a, a husband or a wife gossip about the person that God has put in their life for, to, for them to do life with. Let's not gossip about our, our loved ones like that because it's damaging. It's damaging to our relationship. And this kind of goes into our marriage uh, uh, breakout sessions we've been doing we've talked about this stuff but let's not gossip about especially those that are in our house because in your household starts to fall apart and I love the way I was listening to a guy share about gossip and he he called it this he said gossip is mental constipation and verbal diarrhea and I thought wow that is vulgar and true because your brain just shuts down and you just start spitting stuff. And what happens when you take gossip is you take one thing, and there's a little game we could play where you start on one end. We like to do this with, we used to do this in the youth group. We've done it in children's church as well. You start on one end and you say, hey, this, you give them a word or you give them a, a sentence and you say, this budget meeting stinks. And then by the time it gets to the other end of the line, it's gone through five different sets of ears and mouths. The thing that you said on that end is totally different. And rumors, that's how rumors get all messed up. And that's how gossip gets all messed up and it hurts people. And so, um, 
Proverbs 18.21 says, uh, the tongue can bring death or life. And so I challenge uh, in our house, we challenge each other for this, to speak life. And in this church, we challenge each other to speak life, to not speak death over people and speak death over situations because that's nasty. You don't want death breath. Come on, man. And so you want to speak life over people. Speak life. And here's something, um, here's something to remember because a lot of times people want to share things. They come to me and say, Pastor, 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 I got to tell you this thing. I just want you to be aware. I just want, I just want you to know, Pastor. And they want to tell me something. And it might be true. But listen to this. I want you to remember this this morning. Everything that is said should be true. Not everything true must be said. Come on. Everything said must be true. But not everything true must be said. So maybe you know something about somebody. Maybe you saw somebody where they weren't supposed to be. Do you need to run and tell everybody? See, in your brain, in your mind, that's how you process things sometimes. sometimes. We process by telling. And sometimes that's a really great way for you to learn how to lean on Jesus and lean into your prayer life and lean into that time with the Holy Spirit. And you say, God, I need to talk to you about this because if I go tell a bunch of people, then it's going to cause a lot of issues. So who does gossip hurt? Number one, the gossip, uh, gossip hurts the person it is spoken about. <clears throat> Proverbs 16, 28 says, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife, and gossip separates the best of friends. That might be you this morning. You might be a person that has been hurt uh, there was an example I can use that just happened. It was a, it was a viral thing. People were all talking about it where this person, and this, this was, to me, it was crazy because this was a celebrity and you kind of put them on a pedestal sometimes. You don't even think they're human, but this celebrity text a celebrity friend and said, Hey, I have a crush on this guy that's on the TV show that you're on. And so he screenshot her text and posted it to like Instagram and millions of people shared it. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? It was bad enough when you were sitting in a cafeteria in junior high and you were like, man, I got a crush on that person, that, that girl, that boy. And your friend was like, they got a crush on you. I don't know if you got to be careful who, who you hang out with because people set you up like that. But that kind of stuff hurts people. Gossip hurts the people that are gossiped about. It can mess people up in their job. Come on, you know what cancel culture is. It's a bunch of people trying to point out a mistake or an opinion that may not even be the wrong opinion that someone has and getting them fired and messing them up over that. Gossip hurts the person that it's spoken about. And I want you to remember this. Listen, this morning, if... If some of the things that I say come across as harsh, I want you to remember that grace goes with truth. And we're giving you some truth this morning. Come on, grace. I'm going to give you a little grace at the end, okay? But I want you to remember this. If you've been hurt by someone gossiping about you, I want you to remember this. It could be worse. You could be them. Come on, you could be out here gossiping about people. We don't want to do that. That is messy and nasty. The second person gossip hurts is the listener. Y'all, come on. 
Proverbs 17.4 says, Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Woo! Let's have an altar call right now. Listen. When we... I don't know why we do it, but it's just like when I was handing out those gummy bears. Come on. Everybody's like, dude, give me one more, bro. <laughs> Come on. What? You free gummy bears? Come on, bro. I'll get five. We just do that when people are gossiping. And, and I think one reason we do that is because we feel good about ourselves. When we start to hear about someone else's problems and someone else's issues, we can be like, well, I don't have that issue. <laughs> no, you don't. You got something worse, son. You out here listening to gossip and being nasty. Come on. Proverb or gossip hurts the listener. And watch this. Can I just can I just warn you? If you're out here listening to gossip and you're making that a a habit that your ears are wide open whenever you're listening to gossip, can I just can I just bother you with one thing? The person that will talk to you about someone else will talk about you to someone else. And so when you're sitting here and, you're, and, and you've, you've listened to them and they've told you all that nasty gossip and you see, well, we must be best friends now, man, because you didn't share it a bunch. Let me share something with you. I'm really struggling right now with this. Guess what? <laughs> That's going to someone else today. Okay, they're going to text somebody right now. Hey, they have a problem with whatever. When you listen to gossip, it hurts you. Okay? And so... Uh, it hurts you spiritually. I think it hurts relationships. Uh, one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me was there was a person just gossiping. It was like a gossip hurricane, y'all. It was so disgusting. And I didn't know what to do. I was kind of shy. I didn't know what to do. And I was in a little office with this person, and they just gossip, 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 gossip. And I just sat there. And I was like, ah, what do I do? And the person they were gossiping about was right around the corner in the hall. Heard all of it. And they walked in and they said, you got anything else to say? And I was like, ah, I just work here. You know, like I wasn't saying anything. But because I was sitting in that room, family, my friendship with that other person, with the victim of the gossip, was ruined. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word of gossip, and watch this, I didn't say a word to stop it either. Let me, leave, let, me, let me give you that this morning. I love what Pastor Craig Rochelle says. He says, what you permit, you promote. Can I give you that this morning, church family? Come on, what you permit, you promote. There was a guy uh, that worked at, at the office with me, and he loved a racial w slur. And he was a big, loud person, and he, would, he got his way almost all the time, and he would just kind of barrel through everything else and barrel through people's opinions and barrel through people's feelings. And I would sit there, and he would use this horrible word, and it would make me upset, and it would make me mad, and I would just think, man, I've got friends here that you're talking about, and I'm so scared that they're going to be walking down the hall where we can't see them, and you're going to be using that word, and then they're going to come in here and see me and associate me with that mess. And so I heard this. I heard that quote, what you permit, you promote. And it struck me, 
And let me tell you, I went there, and this guy, he started using that word again. And I said, sir, stop doing that. That's not okay. Let me tell you something, people of God, you can do that. You can absolutely do that. You can absolutely, when somebody's coming to you and they're gossiping, or they're using those kind of nasty words, or using that kind of slander and evil stuff, coming, death's coming out of their mouth, come on, you can close that grave and say, hey, we're not going to do that. We're not going to talk about this. And here's something you can do. Because, listen, a lot of us are not confrontational, and I totally get that. And so here's what you can do. When somebody starts gossiping to you, you ask this question, why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me that? And don't, listen, you ain't got to be silly with it. Like, what do you think I'm going to do? You know, you just ask. Somebody's coming to you. Well, you know that, you know, they're having a lot of marriage issues. Why are you telling me this? Do we need to pray together? Are you, you why are you telling, is someone in danger? A lot of times that's what I'll say. When someone comes to me and says, I want to tell you what somebody said or somebody did. And I'll say, is someone in danger? And they'll say, well, No then we can pray about it. God knows. Let's just agree in prayer. So you can confront somebody so you are not harmed because as a listener, you will be. The third person that gossip hurts is the speaker. Proverbs 25, 9 and 10 says, When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your good reputation. Solomon knew what he was talking about. He presided over a lot of people. Solomon, the author of Proverbs. He presided over a lot of people. He heard a lot of issues. And could you imagine people would come to him, they would come to the king's court, and they would say, I'm upset with my neighbor. And he would say, tell me why. And they would start running their mouth in front of all these people. And could you imagine that that person that would run their mouth and run other people into the ground and air out other people's dirty laundry, they never would regain their reputation. And let me tell you something. If you start telling other people's secrets, no one's going to trust you. No one's going to trust you. All right? And when you, when you do that, you hurt yourself. I love that. Never regain your good reputation. There's a quote that says, talking badly about someone else when they're not around says more about you than the person you're talking about. Come on, you're quiet on me this morning. I would rather be known as a person who can be trusted to keep things confident as a, trust in, as, a, as a person who could be trusted to have compassion enough to not betray someone. Because let me tell you something. When someone confides in you and they say, hey, I'm really struggling with something. I've got an addiction or I've got, I told a lie or I did something and I'm just ashamed and I'm struggling. And you take that and give it to someone else. You just betrayed that person. I would much rather be known as someone that keeps those things and says, hey, let me stand with you. Let me pray with you and let me help protect you. Then as someone that knows a bunch of stuff, well, go talk to him. He knows a bunch of rumors. Who cares? That's not what you want to be. 
So, how do we control gossip? How do we control gossip? The first thing, we guard our ears. Matthew 18 says, If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, then you have won that person back. How many, whoo, how many relationships, how many friendships, how many stinking wars could have been avoided if somebody just would have listened to what Jesus had to say right here? Come on. How many things, how much drama could be stopped if instead of going and running our mouths to our friends and a bunch of people and the stinking cashier at the grocery store, instead of doing that, if we would just go to the person that offended us and say, hey, what you did bothered me, and I just wanted to talk to you about it. Because then probably they would say, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to. Or they would say, I I'm sorry. And you would begin to mend. And just like he says, you would win that person back. Another thing you should do as you guard your ears is you need to think about if you need to be hanging around that person that's doing all that gossiping. Because again, I told you already, you can confront them and say, hey, why are you telling me this? Or hey, I don't really want to hear your gossip today or tomorrow or ever. So when you're with me, just please don't gossip. But if they just can't help and they got to keep on, they got to keep on, maybe it's time to place some distance there. Listen, you can do that. People get so upset. They say, well, you can't, you're, I, thought you, I thought you were a Christian, and you don't want to hang out? No, I don't want to hang out. You're crazy. I can love you from a distance. Listen, Proverbs, we're going back to Proverbs, y'all. Proverbs 20, 19 says, A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. He's telling us right here, get out of that situation. Because what happens? Just like JB sitting in that office, ignorant, not knowing that I could easily tell this person to be quiet. Hey, that's not for here. That's wrong. Quit doing that. Didn't do it. Somebody came in, thought I was gossiping about, gossiping about them as well, got their feelings hurt, ruined that friendship. The second thing we can do to control gossip, let me get real, is close our mouths. Come on. I got one person with me. Proverbs 21 says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut. And you... We'll stay out of trouble. We could just, we could close it right there, y'all. Keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. That's kind of blunt. That's kind of in your face. But I think we need to hear that. Don't say it. Come on, one time I did, and I thought about doing it this morning. I preached a message called Say It, Don't Spray It. And I got a water gun. I sprayed all the kids. I was going to do it this morning, but I couldn't find a water gun when I got up here. So y'all got lucky. All y'all got was gummy bears. Um, let's just close our mouths. If you don't have life to speak, then close your mouth. Jesus said that he was speaking to a group of people. He said, you're throats are like open graves. 
just dead stuff coming out. Come on. Death breath. You don't want that. That's nasty. Let me get real as I close. I think the reason that people gossip is because we want to be liked. We want to feel strong. We want to feel popular. We want to feel elevated. We want to feel good about ourselves. And that's the root of a lot of things that we do that are not good for us. Come on. That's why... You go to the store, you see a box of Twinkies, you think, all right, I like Twinkies. They made me feel pretty good. And we could go through, I could, I go through the whole thing, y'all, quick. Because we can. And I think that's the same, that same addictive thing happens with gossip. We want to feel good about ourselves. We want to feel better than someone else's situation. Oh, man, they really messed up over there. So I'm going to talk about that and cut that person down instead of getting down and helping them up because it makes me feel good. Gossip, listen to this. Gossip claims I'm strong because they are weak. Family, the gossip, uh, the gospel claims I am weak, but he is strong. Come on. He must increase, and we must decrease. In my weakness, may he, may he be made strong. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, created by God for purpose. I don't need to make someone feel weak so I can feel better about myself. When I stand on those truths, when I remember who I am, who God made me to be, that he created me for a purpose, on purpose, that I and none of you are an accident. Come on. Come on. When you remember those things, you don't, you don't need a reason to gossip when you remember those things. You don't need gossip when you remember those things. Because if at the root of it all, gossip is, is used to make us feel better and us look better, we don't have to do that. When we know that God created us for a purpose, on purpose, and that Jesus, come on, that he went to the cross for you. Why in the world should I speak death when the great life giver has spoken life over me? Come on. Lies are Satan's native tongue. And Jesus, when we speak life, what does he say? I am what? The way, the truth, and the life. So when we speak truth and when we speak life over other people's lives, we're representing Christ. Come on. I don't want to get caught speaking the devil's native tongue. I don't want to get caught speaking those nasty death, poison, toxicity, all those gross words we can use to describe gossip. It has no place in the life 
in the mouth of a person that knows Jesus and that knows who they are in Christ. Come on. Gossip says, let me say it one more time and then we're going to close. Gossip says, I'm strong because they're weak. But the gospel says, I'm weak and he is strong. And when you remember that, you don't have a reason to gossip, family. And so, listen, today, I, I kind of got up here on my soapbox. I'm allowed to do that a couple times a year. But I did give out gummy bears, so come on. I want you to remember, family, we don't gossip in this house. And we don't gossip when we leave this house. That's part of the culture of community church. We don't gossip. And so here's what you do. If you accidentally find yourself, because it happens fast, family, you just go off into something. You'll be relating a story with somebody, and you'll accidentally go right into some gossip. When you do that, here's what I think you should do. Here's what I try to do is admit, y'all, I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. And guess what happens? When you apologize for something you said, everyone runs away, and they don't ever want to be friends with you ever again in your life. Is that what happens? No. People trust you more because they say, oh, they have integrity. They said something that they shouldn't have said and apologized for it and started that work of restoration. And so let's be aware of what we're saying. Let's speak life over people and not death. Because remember, what do we look at at this church? What do we look at? We look at souls, not situations. So it doesn't matter what that person's going through. And it might be their fault. It might be something someone else put on them. It may be something that they did to themselves. Should you be worried about that? Should you be talking about that? No. Worry about their soul, not their situation. Amen? Would you stand with me this morning? And I want to do something. I want to just uh, pray, a, pray a, prayer, a prayer of repentance. Because I think that probably a lot of us have, and it may have been an accident, it may have been a purposeful thing, but let's just do that. Let's just reflect for a second. Let the Holy Spirit speak to us. And then we're going to just pray, God, lead me to where I don't speak death over people. I don't speak death over situations, but God, that I speak life. Holy Spirit, right now, God, I just pray that